Hey, you guys, it is 2023, and this is our first episode for 2023, and we are going to talk about courage today. It is something that I have been processing through and thinking about and working on in my own life the last few months, and there's some little nuggets that I think would be helpful and I want to share them with you. So if you are starting in on 2023 and you are having, uh, maybe your start to 2023 is fantastic and amazing and you are just like, go, go gadget girl and you are ready to go. Um, maybe this will just be an encouragement to help you keep going if you hit a little bump. Um, maybe you're like me at the start of 2023 and I'm actually having a really slow start to the year, you guys. I usually hit the ground running and um, for a multitude of reasons, this year is starting kind of slow for me and I'm, I'm navigating some tough things and trying to <laughs> figure some out. So I just have kind of... Um, I don't know, my, my year is starting a little bit differently than it normally does. And so I wanna, I wanna talk about the word courage because I think that there's a lot going on in our lives, especially when the new year starts, that courage is something we can all pull from. And there are some great Bible stories that we all are pretty familiar with. Even if we you know, aren't involved or connected in a church right now, I think we all probably know a little bit of these Bible stories that I'm not going to dive deep into the actual Bible story itself, but I'm going to kind of give a quick overview and then talk about the, the type of courage that we can learn from from that story. And so there's four, four examples I have, and it leads us to four types of courage. And you guys, I really have been pulling on these four types of courage and, and applying them in lots of different areas in my life the last couple months. And it has been so helpful and so encouraging to me. I'll encounter a situation and I'll kind of ask myself, okay, what kind of courage is God asking of me today? So we're going to talk about David and the David and the giant, David and Goliath and the kind of courage that it took for David. Then we're gonna talk about Daniel from Daniel in the Lion's Dead, the courage that he had. We're gonna talk about Queen Esther and the courage she had. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the fiery furnace and the courage that they had. So when we walk away, we're gonna have four types of courage that we can use as we go forward in our day-to-day -day life. So we're gonna start with David David is kind of known in the Bible for mainly, I would say, at least to me, um, and I'm no Bible scholar, but the two things I always think of when I think of David is he is the kid who took down the giant Goliath, and then he is also, he was one of the kings. Um, as he became a man, he became King David, and he was a man after God's own heart. And I love that about David because David was far from perfect. Uh, he struggled <laughs> just like all of us and yet God said he's a man after my own heart so we're going to talk about David though when he took down Goliath and so David was a boy at this point in his life when this happened and there were uh, the enemy was coming upon their city and the enemy was huge I mean just outnumbered uh, outnumbered his his people his brothers were there to help fight but every day on the other side, this giant would come out and he would taunt 
David's family's army's side. And he would sit there and taunt them and taunt them. And nobody would stand up to this giant. He was so big. He was so awful. He was so scary that they that the Bible says that the um, soldiers would actually turn away and run from him. He was so daunting. And David comes. He's supposed to bring something, a message or something, to his brothers who were on the battlefield. And he comes up and he sees this giant that these other grown men are running from. And as David sees this giant, he's just so perplexed. Not at the giant's size, not at the giant's daunting comments. What he is perplexed about is why no one is fighting this giant. <laughs> so you can only imagine this scene, right? This like kind of punk kid coming up, looking at these grown men, soldiers running away from a giant. And he's looking at this giant. And instead of being fearful or running away or, you know, being intimidated by him, he's like, I don't understand why people are not fighting this guy. What the heck? And so he, he tells the king that he will fight and take down Goliath. The king gives him all of his armor and everything else. And it's so big. It doesn't fit David. It's heavy. And David's like, I've got it. I'm, I'm, I've got a rock and a slingshot and I am good to go. And he, you know, slings his little slingshot around and hits Goliath and takes Goliath down. And I'm just amazed by this story. I've heard this story a thousand times. I've heard it, you know, since I was a little kid. And as you get older, you can pull different truths from it, this. But as I'm looking at it from the place of courage, David did not look at his circumstances. His courage did not come because he looked at it. Wow, this is a really big giant. Maybe I could defeat him. Maybe I couldn't. Or he's too big. I definitely can't defeat him. Like He did not sit there and think about it and, and try to navigate it. He was so confident in God giving him success that he just went straight for it. He just went in and was like, I've got the giant, guys. I, I can do this. This is no problem. And so the thing I love about this is the courage to not look at our circumstances. And I think that's important because I think a lot of times we go into difficult situations and we look at them and we kind of weigh them out and we look at all of our options and um, you know, we kind of try to make a logical decision and there's nothing wrong with that obviously we need to be logical however there's going to be times where maybe answers aren't super clear or there's going to be times where we go into a circumstance and we really don't know for sure what the outcome is going to be or what it can be and so i love looking at this part of david and just saying it does not matter what circumstance i'm in it doesn't matter because i trust god to get me through it. So I don't need to sit here and figure this whole thing out. I can just go one step at a time and I know that God's got me. So David has the courage to not look at his circumstances. And I love that. And there's so many ways that we can apply that in our daily lives now, even currently, right? I mean, I'm sure you could probably think of ways right now where maybe you're super overwhelmed with a circumstance in your life and it's like, okay, you know what? I can keep going. I can just keep moving forward. I'm going to believe God and I'm going to seek God. And I am going to believe that he will, he will see me to the other side of this situation. 
Um, so the first kind of courage we have is the courage to not look at our circumstance and to trust God that he will deliver us from whatever circumstance he has us in. The second Bible story I want to talk about is Daniel. And we all know, you know, kind of at least a little bit about Daniel in the lion's den. And Daniel, basically, the very extremely short version of this story is Daniel had to stand up for his faith. He could either obey the king or he could continue to pray to God. And if he was going to continue to pray to God, he was going to land up in the lion's den because the king had said anybody who worships God is going, that's, that's their consequence for breaking the laws. They will land in the lion's den. Now, I do not know about you, but a lion's den death sounds pretty horrific to me. Being dropped down into this lion's den and have a lion just slowly <laughs> eat me <laughs> just sounds terrible. <laughs> but Daniel said, I will, no matter what the cost is, I will trust my God. I will believe in my God. He is my God and I will not worship anybody else in any other way and so he ended up in the lion's den he stood up for his faith and he ended up in the lion's den the king was so distraught that he was in there because he actually um, very much so loved daniel had a relationship with daniel loved daniel but could not go back on the law the decree that he had made so he had to throw Daniel in the lion's den and was just so distraught about it. And when he gets up in the morning, he has the the whoever's who are in charge of the lion's den um, take the, uh, I don't know, they had some kind of covering that says in the Bible, there was some kind of covering over it. And he had them open it and he called down to Daniel just by some miracle that Daniel would be alive out of desperation. And Daniel calls back to him. And because of that, the king you know, the king, you know, so happy, he's so excited, you know, all the things, so relieved and changes his rule in law and says that everybody can believe in God. And um, you guys, I'm paraphrasing really badly here, but I want to get through all four stories. <laughs> so go read these stories, whether you read them in a kid's book, because those are great, like those versions are great, whether you read it in the kid's book or pull out your Bible and read it in your Bible, either way, go read the stories, because I have gone back and read them in detail in the actual Bible, and there's so much there, and it's amazing to read them. So anyways, the courage we pull from Daniel is the courage to stand for our faith. And that can be a tough one right now in this current day and age. To stand for our faith is really hard because there are a lot of things um, coming at us that tell us to not really stand for something like our faith. We need to, you know, we're encouraged to stand for all kinds of things, but our faith is definitely not one of them. And when we do decide to stand for our faith, sometimes it can, it can really be a mess. It can get really hard. It can get really tricky. Um, we could lose friends. Um, we can, you know, get nasty comments on social media, whatever. Um, standing for our faith right now in this time of life can be very difficult. And so I really love the story of Daniel because you guys, we don't, we're not going to end up in a lion's den, right? We don't, that's not the kind of, um, persecution that we face in this day and age. And so I feel if, I feel like if Daniel can stand 
and know that his consequence for standing for his faith is a lion's den, how much more can we stand for ours? We, we don't get thrown in lion's dens. And so it's just such a good reminder for me that when my faith gets challenged by, um, you know, by something socially uh, in the, in the social realm right now, there's a lot of things that go against our faith in the social realm. And so when that comes up, um, it's a good reminder for me to say, you know what, I can stand in truth and love and be gentle and kind. And it's okay for me to believe and say the things that I believe and that I need to share. And that's what I love about Daniel, because even though he stood up for his faith, he wasn't a big, loud, noisy, um, spectacle. He, he did it with love. He did it with grace. He did it with calmness. Um, it wasn't this big, loud thing that he needed to have attention for. And so I love that we can look to Daniel for courage to, ha- courage to stand for our faith. So we've got David's the courage to not look at our circumstances. For Daniel, it's the courage to stand for our faith. Now we're going to go to Esther. Esther was an amazing queen, queen in the Bible. And the king had been, this, this is a really great story too. I would encourage you to read this story. Um, the king was made to believe that he needed to wipe out a race of people. Little did he know that his beautiful queen Esther was actually part of that race. And so she had to stand to protect those people. And back in that time, if a woman stood for anything, let alone even a queen standing up and, and you know, uh, doing her case before the king, it could mean death for her. That's what it meant for her to stand up for what was right. I think, you know, when I look at her situation, of course it was her belief in God and her faith and her trust in God that gave her the courage to do that. But the courage she had was to just stand for what was right. She did not believe that her entire race of people should be eliminated. And so she stood for what was right. And in the end, God saved that race of people. And it's an amazing story. I would encourage you to read this one as well. Um, But what we pull from Esther is the courage to stand for what's right. And that's something I feel like that gets lost a little bit in this day and age because we're kind of told there's lots of different rights. Um, you know, write this, write that, or, you know, there could be five different rights to the same subject. Um, or we're, we're, you know, being encouraged to stand for things that deep down we know are not right. Or maybe we need to stand up for somebody else. Maybe somebody's, you know, being uh, picked on or bullied or I don't know, you know, but we need to be, uh, we're, maybe we need to stand up for them because it's just what's right. It's just the good, right thing to do. And so we look to Esther for the courage to do what is right. Because I think it's very easy for us right now to, um, to, to do nothing. And we kind of abdicate that. Um, well, I didn't, I didn't say it wasn't right, but I didn't say it was right either. And so we just kind of stay in this neutral place and, Esther is just such a good reminder that we need to actually stand for what is right. And again, Esther sets this beautiful example of doing it in truth, 
doing it in um, calmness. She's not out, you know, freaking out outside of her castle. She's not in front of the king freaking out and, you know, causing all kinds of issues. She was very calm. She was very calculated in what and how she did what she did. So you guys, we look to David to uh, not the courage to not look at our circumstances. We look at Daniel to have the courage to stand for our faith. We look at Esther for the courage to do what is right and to stand for what is right. And then the last Bible story that we're going to talk about is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> three crazy names. These three guys had a rock-solid friendship. We don't really know a ton about the friendship. The Bible does not speak directly to their friendship, except that they are always named together. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in the story, and they are never um, set apart separate when you read it they are always you know it's like it's almost like they're one person so for me that seems to indicate to me that these guys are a tight group of guys they have a very solid friendship and they have got each other's backs and what happens here is that again we're back to if they do not um, if they do not follow the laws which the laws at the time were asking them to um, go against God then the consequence was they would end up in this fiery furnace. Now, again, we are not going to end up in fiery furnaces for things that we do not follow the law about. But these guys back then, that was the consequence. If you do not follow the law, you end up in a fiery furnace. So these three guys get brought before the king before their judgment of being thrown into the furnace. They hear their judgment of, okay, you're going to be thrown, you know, into this fiery furnace. And you guys, this furnace is so hot that even the people that are taking them to the furnace, like standing there to get them in the furnace, um, are falling down dead because the heat is so massive. It's actually killing the people taking them there. And at that point, I'm sitting there looking at these three guys and I'm thinking, okay, one of them for sure could have said, hey, you know what, I'll take one for the team. You guys go burn in the furnace. I'll stay and I'll take care of everybody's families and look over your spouses and your kids and your whoever's, right? I'll, 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 I'll be the guy who stays back. Or another guy says, you know what, you guys, this is too far. I'm just gonna, you know, whatever, fake. Fake whatever I've gotta fake and I don't wanna die. Uh, so you guys go ahead, I'm, I'm bailing out. But what we find is that these three guys stand together. They, they don't leave each other's side. And so I look at these guys and go, wow, they have a courage of friendship and relationship that is such an amazing example to us. You know, we have a tendency, I think, in this day and age and this culture right now to where if somebody is not um, on the same page with us or somebody doesn't agree with us or they don't like the things we like or whatever, there's a tendency to be kind of petty, I think. This is kind of my opinion. Um, but I feel like we're, we're very quick to dismiss friendships if they're not working for us. And I'm not saying we should stay in friendships that, you know, don't add to our life, but I think that there are some friendships that might be a little bit worth working through a little bit more and keeping. Um, I think that there is also a tendency for us to not pursue friendship because we have been hurt by a friendship before. 
And so we, you know, understandably, we kind of step back and we close ourselves off and we choose to not engage in relationship as much because we don't want to go through that hurt and pain again. And even though there's, I, there's understanding of that, and I think we've all experienced it to some degree, there is such a beauty that comes in the friendships that we have. You know, they, they make us better. Uh, they make us laugh. They add richness to life. There's so much that we can learn and grow when we do friendship. And so I look at these guys and go, wow, they really have the courage to really, truly fulfill this friendship. It's the courage to do friendship to me. And sometimes that can be a really tough thing to do. Friendship is not always easy. Either A, with the person we have a friendship with, or B, putting ourselves back out there to potentially get hurt is not easy either. And so I really look to these three guys to uh, to show us the example of the courage to do friendship. I think you guys will find that as you, you know, look at these four different stories and you look at the four different types of courage that we can pull from, a lot of the different circumstances going on in your life, you could pull the courage from one of these stories, from one of these people that the Bible talks about and be able to say, okay, you know what? Yep, I need the courage of David today. I, I don't want to look at these circumstances. I just, I'm going to keep going forward and I'm just going to believe that this is going to work out and it's going to be okay. Or, you know, maybe we see an injustice being done and we want to, you know, we need to go, gosh, I really need to stand up and I, I need to say what's right or I need to do what's right, even though everybody around me maybe is not doing what's right, I need to stand up and do it because that is what's being asked of me in the moment. Um, and so I would just encourage you, like I said, go check out these stories in the Bible. They're, um, they really are cool to read when you go through and just kind of read them one at a time. They're not super long. They're very easy to read and follow. You can even pull them up you know, online, you can like literally type in Bible story of David and Goliath or Bible story of Daniel in the lion's den. Um, so like if you don't own a Bible um, or you don't know where your Bible is or whatever, it's very easy to access this stuff. But I really believe that these four different types of courage are the types of courage that we can use on a daily basis in our lives to really help us pursue the kind of life that God is asking us to have because it does take courage. It does take courage to not look at our circumstances and it does take courage to stand for our faith. And it takes courage to do what's right and to say what's right. And it takes courage for us to do friendship and relationship. So you guys, I hope this is an encouragement to you. I hope as you start the new year and as you're looking ahead to all the things that God has in store for you this year, I hope that um, maybe just kind of having these four types of courage um, kind of on the tip of your brain will help you when you get into moments of like, ah, what do I do? Um, you know, take a minute and reflect on these and see how you could maybe apply them and what kind of courage is being asked of you and how can you do it? That, that's kind of been the question that I've had for myself lately is what kind of courage is being asked for me in this moment? And what can I do with that courage? What if I have that courage, if I'm going to say, yes, I want the courage to do, you know, to stand for what's right. What's the right thing for me to do right now? Or if I need the courage to not look at my circumstance. Okay, so then what's the next step I'm going to do to just keep moving forward to not really look at my circumstance? Um, 
So anyways, hope this is a blessing and encouragement to you all. I'm excited to see what is, uh, what's going to happen in all of our lives in 2023. And um, if you have a story to share or you have a courage to share or maybe you have one that you're just really struggling with and you'd love some insight, shoot me a message, give me a call, let me know what's going on. I'd love to talk it through with you.